Welcome to this podcast by The Rocks Church. We hope you find it challenging and inspiring. For more information, visit therocks.church. Hello, good morning everyone. Hey, so good to see all of you here today and full house here. My name is Citra, if you don't know me, and I'm part of the team here at The Rocks. And this week is the Are You Okay Week, so if you miss Tim's message two weeks ago. It's an amazing message, so make sure you head to The Rocks uh, Perth, our YouTube channel, and make sure you watch it or re-watch it, okay? But today, we're going to start our brand new series, and I'm super excited about this. It's called, You're Not the Boss of Me, and no, I'm not the boss of my husband (laughs) at home. And the subtitle is, How to Say No to the Emotions that Compete for Control. Now, you know that this is true, and we all have this in common, that none of us enjoy being told what to do. I mean, if you're a parent here, you know that this is sort of inbuilt into our kids. You know, we don't teach them this, uh, but from time to time, you know, they'll say things to us like, Mom, Dad, you're not the boss of me. I know I hear it from my kids from time to time, and I say to them, well, hmm, actually, I am. (laughs) Anyway, all of us, at one point of another, we have these ideals that I want to have autonomy. Now, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but we have this kind of like definitions in our heads and in our minds. And we, we're, you know, it's somewhere along the lines like this. Autonomy is being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it with enough money to pay for it, and enough money to keep me out of trouble when I get caught, right? That's, that's the dream goal right there. Inside of us, we're convinced that once we're able to call all of the shots, you know, we'll be able to call all the right shots. And no wonder when we hear stories of, you know, people with a lot of autonomy, and they started making all the wrong calls, all the wrong shots. And so they lose their control, they lose their position, they lose their leadership. And we're like, no, that's not going to happen to me, no way. But perhaps that's right. But here's another thought. A lot of times we get into trouble, not because we don't take advice from other people, but it's because we take our own advice. You know, we see our situations through the lens of our emotions and our emotions dictate what colored glasses we're wearing that day. And some days maybe it's a rosy colored glasses. Someday maybe it's a blue colored glasses. Someday maybe it's sunglasses. And if our emotions is in check, we are actually capable, perfectly capable of staying out of trouble. You know, we're capable of monitoring our own behaviors and we make sure that we behave good. I mean, that's how we get first and second and third dates, right? And that's how we ace our job interview. That's how we get promotions. That's how we make important connections with other people. 
However, monitoring our own behavior is not enough because there's that emotions that lurks beneath us. And that's why we also need to monitor our hearts. And even Jesus asked us to monitor our hearts because Jesus' insight into what's going on inside our hearts, it's so profound that it will shape how we react in our marriage, in our parenting, in our leadership. And we may as well identify some of the bad advice that we're giving to ourselves. And it comes from within us. So we're going to read from a passage in Matthew 15. And we're going to follow along what Jesus actually did. In verse 1, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Well, we might get into trouble if we do this today, you know, COVID and all. But you have to understand that back in Jesus' day, water is actually quite scarce. So for the disciples to not wash their hands before they eat is quite common. And the religious leaders actually created these rules so that they can keep the Jews from eating something that is defiling. And these rules are called the traditional rules of the elders, or sometimes known as the oral Torah. And just like the name suggests, you know, it passed on orally. And so only a few leaders, only a few of the religious leaders actually know what the real, you know, rules are. And these kind of rules, you know, Jesus didn't buy it because it actually made God seem so small and so petty. And so in verse 3, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God? For the sake of your tradition. Jesus then points out their own hypocrisy because they use their tradition to avoid following God's actual rule. And God's command is, you know, honor your parents. And these religious leaders created their own rules so that they can bypass this command and they bypass this responsibility to their parents. And so in verse 6, Jesus said, you know, thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition, you hypocrites. Then Jesus quotes Isaiah to transition to a very profound insight. You know, Isaiah was right about you. When he prophesied about you, these people honor me with their lips. You know, they've learned to say all the right things, but their hearts are far from me. They've turned religion into a game that they can always win. And unfortunately, religious leaders have a tendency to do that. So by this time, a crowd had gathered around Jesus, around the disciples, and Jesus decided to drop a bombshell idea and walks away. Jesus said in verse 10, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, even when it's by accident. You know, God is not small. He's not petty. He's not the gotcha kind of God. 
He's not waiting for you to make a mistake or make an oops to put you into a penalty box. And even, you know, he's, he's okay with accidental breach of etiquette. And then Jesus continues, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. And then the mic drops. Jesus turned, walks away, and all of these disciples were trailing along behind Jesus and kind of look at the religious leaders and like, you know, take that. But they themselves actually have no clue what Jesus meant. So the disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Lift them, Jesus said. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into it. But the problem with this is that it seems like Jesus were dismissing kind of the rules, the traditions of the Jews. But he wasn't. So Peter, the brave one, he just wanted reassurance from Jesus. He speaks up. He said, Lord, explain the parable to us. And Jesus said, are you still so dull? Jesus asked them. Do you still don't get it? And then Jesus stops and he explains. And in the next part of the conversations, this is where we catch a glimpse of Jesus and God, our Heavenly Father, of what they value the most. And it's what we, as Jesus followers, should value the most as well. And here's the spoiler alert. You know, God is not most concerned with how our behavior affects Him because there is nothing that we can do that affects how God sees us. You know, His love for us, for me, for you is perfect. And there's nothing that we can do to take that away from Him. It says, and then Jesus continues, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? And then the disciples goes, yeah, Jesus, we're not that dull. We know that we need to go to the toilet a couple of times a day. <laughs> but Jesus' point is this. When something that is off limits enters your body, it just comes out right through. There is no harm done to anyone. You might get a stomach ache, but there is no harm done to anyone. But the things that come out of a person's mouth, these defile them. The things that come out of a person's mouth, well, that's a whole different thing. And these defile them. You know, they originate from within us. The source of our defiling, the offensive words, some of the deeds is within us. And so you may push back, I may push back and say, but God, Jesus, not all of the things that I say comes from my heart. Sometimes I say things that I don't mean as well, you know, in the heat of the moment, I say things I don't mean. But Jesus may push back again to you, to us and said, well... Sometimes you say things you don't mean to say out loud. 
And Jesus continues in verse 19. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. And Mark, he also add more things into this list. So in Mark 7, chapter 22, Mark added greed, malice, deceit, envy, arrogance, folly. And folly simply means bad judgment. You know, our greatest regrets relationally are the results of bad judgment. Those things that ended some of our best relationship we've ever had. Those things that put us in debt. Those things that we see as embarrassing or despicable. Those things, those behaviors originate within us. They find their source within our hearts. And these are what put us at odd with God. Because they put us at odd with others. But eating with unwashed hands, this doesn't defile them. You know, sometimes religious rituals and religious traditions and rules that we have sometimes, well, they can be helpful to us. But they don't put us at credit with God. It's how we treat others that makes God smile. You know, the word defile actually carries a religious meaning. To be defiled is to put one at odd with God. And a lot of times, you know, our words and our deeds, you know, they put us at odd with others. And that's what makes us at odd with God. You know, missing communion, missing prayer, missing quiet time, missing, you know, whatever it is. That doesn't defile a person. But if we mistreat someone that God loves, well, that's a whole different thing. What comes out of us defile us. So in this series, we're going to practice, you know, monitoring what is inside our hearts so that it doesn't come out. We're going to shine a light. We're going to name them one by one, all of these things that lurks dark within us. We're going to tell them, hey, you're not the boss of me. Anger. You're not the boss of me. Envy. Greed. Jealousy. You know, you're not the boss of me. Insecurity, fear, you're not the boss of me. Yeah. Imagine, imagine how our lives and relationship would be different if people, if us, if we can monitor our hearts. Perhaps we wouldn't say those things that we regret. And maybe our situation wouldn't be what it is like today. And for some of us, you know, what if your dad had not allowed 
his anger or his guilt to be the boss of him? What if your mom had not allowed fear and envy to be the boss of her? And for those of us, you know, with kids, imagine if we could kids, you know, teach our kids to just monitor their hearts. Maybe there'll be less slamming doors in our house. That would be amazing, right? But everything, it all starts from us. Our children will see how we monitor our hearts and they will follow. They're watching us to see how we react to some of their mistakes, how we react to some of their mess, how we react to some of their outbursts, and they will follow how we react. You see, those closest to us experience the overflow of our hearts daily, every single day. And this is a big deal. Whether you're here as a Christian or not, but if you're here as a follower of Jesus, that is an even bigger deal. Because we have a big boss. And our boss is better than our anger. Our boss is better than lust, than greed, than fear, and than envy. And here's his invitation. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He invites us to follow him. Maybe Jesus is saying to you right now, let me be the boss of you because I will do something for you because I don't need anything from you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Follow me. That's his invitations. And maybe I will help you silence that toxic voices inside of you, within you that tries to compete for control. Now, as we end this, I want us to sing that new song that Karen sings, Greater Still. We all struggle with this. I struggle with this. With all of that emotions that's lurking inside of us that can come out at any time. But one thing we know for sure is that we can lean in our God and His love is greater than all of our emotion. His love is greater than all of that dark things that is lurking within us. His love is greater than all of our mistakes, all of our sins, all of our shame. So if you're here today, you're feeling all of that, you're feeling guilty, you're feeling fearful, you're feeling angry, you're feeling frustrated. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more great resources and to keep yourself up to date, head to our website, visit therocks.church.